Welcome to Hanging with Lucia, the podcast. You all, I hope you all enjoy watching me do this run that I just did. I just did one of the hardest runs ever. And I'm about to get interviewed by Laura Lynn. So today we get to hang with Lucire as Lucire is the guest rather than somebody else be your guest. So today is literally hanging with Lucire. <laughs> you get to be in the hot seat. Ooh. Thanks for doing this with me. Oh, pleasure's mine. All right. So listen, the David Goggins Challenge. Ooh. Tell me, um, I've seen a lot of people post about it. A lot of people attempt it. A lot of people finish it. So first, tell us what the challenge is. This particular challenge is a challenge by David Goggins, who is an ex-SEAL, retired SEAL, who decided to get everybody involved and in going to the next level and dealing with the demons in their lives and being able to keep going, even though you super tired. This was one of the most difficult events I can honestly say I've done where I had to stay focused. What was the physical challenge? So you had to do what in what time, what distance um, in what time period? What you had to do, you had to do four miles every four hours mm -hmm. for 48 hours. Okay. So you, you could take as long as you wanted to do those four miles in that four hours. You could walk it as slowly as a turtle. It just gave you less rest time. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, so then do the math for me. What's the total distance then? The total distance is 48 miles, two miles shy of 50 miles over a, over a weekend. Okay, so inquiring minds want to know. Did you do the two extra miles to hit the 50? No, I didn't. I said I was going to do it. <laughs> I kid you not. I said, you know what? At the end, I'm going to do these oh, two no. miles. I can't believe you did it. And then when it, when it was time to do it, I was like, man, I'm happy with this. The achy, achy overtakes the OCD, right? <laughs> For people who are OCD, like, no, I need the even 50. Yeah. Like, no, the knees yes. are like... <laughs> But, but some people forgot to hit their watches and they didn't have it on their watch. So they ended up doing further to show on their watches that they had finished day four miles. But do you really need to do that? I mean, there is, is, there's no awards or is there an award? Do you the, receive, the, you receive the, a medal? Oh, yes. You, you, can, you get a shirt. Okay. I have a shirt coming to me that has four by four by 48. Okay. To me, it's going to be equivalent to the half Iron Man shirt. Okay. So, but no medal for people who like the bling. No medal. No medal involved. Did you have to pay an entry fee to do it? No, you can. You didn't have to pay an entry fee. I just paid extra so I can get the shirt. I understand. Okay. Okay. All right. So, David Goggins wrote the book... What's it? What was it called? Um, you can't hurt me. Did you read it? I read that book. That you, was a good book. Did you like it? Oh, that book was life changing. I returned it. I didn't like it. Oh my goodness! Seriously, I, I didn't like it. I felt like he was 
talking down to me. Oh, wow. I felt like he was very presumptuous about his reader and that he just kind of was dogging the reader out. And I didn't appreciate that. And I, I returned it. I couldn't get into it. I think he's, I think that's because he talks like a SEAL, like a military person. They have a certain way that you might not like what they say, but they say it to get it out the best way. And usually and it's a lot of maybe profanity. cussing, profanity. I don't stuff. have an issue with profanity in general. I, I, I find profane words. I actually did a research paper on profanity okay. years ago when I was working on my master's. But um, So I don't have an issue with with profanity. I just had an issue with that he was presuming that I wasn't meeting my goals or presuming that I was taking the easy way out or presuming that I wasn't pushing myself. And so I just really felt like I wasn't included in his audience. There wasn't anything that he said that motivated me in any kind of way. Oh, wow. Whereas I can listen to you in the way that you encourage and you motivate me in listening to your podcast and the way that you talk to your friends when you're running. This is very, very opposite of David Goggins. Wow, interesting. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's kind of interesting you say that because that that shows that everybody reaches different people. Mm -hmm. Like he reached me real good because I'm ex-military. He's in the Navy. I was in the Navy. Mm -hmm. I've been talked down by my my officers and stuff when I was messing up and did stuff when I was in boot camp and mm -hmm. stuff. And I, I got used to it, you mm -hmm. know, and it made me a sharper person at the time. Mm -hmm. That kind of talking, that, that talking down mm -hmm. made me real sharp and made, play, pay close attention to details mm -hmm. and things that I do now in life. Mm -hmm. But I can see that's what, that's the reason why a lot of people get out the military. They can't take that particular portion of it. Right. And they say, hey, I can't deal with this. And they, right. it breaks them down where they have to say, hey, I got to go. Yeah. But what happens after you get out of, to a certain point, you find yourself at that level. Like when I became petty officer and start, you start seeing, okay, this is just, it's just a game actually in, when you're in the military. Right. But I can see he's, he just institutionalized talking that way because of he's been in the military for like 20 plus years and i know many people loved the book and felt like it was life-changing right so i certainly don't um you know I'm, I'm happy just like you say it's just different things motivate different people exactly so the way that you talk and the way that you nurture i'm more responsive to than the way that david goggins does right so um going back to the challenge did you know you were going to do it as soon as you heard about the challenge? Because I've been seeing this in social media for a while. And um, so that when you first saw it, were you like, boom, that's my jam right there. <laughs> you know what? It's funny you say that because it was announced. I think you was hearing little pieces of this mm -hmm. thing about to happen. You're like, what is this challenge? And then Dario Randall, he posted it on Black Men Run page on Facebook, mm -hmm. who's all in. And he posted the date. And I looked at my calendar. Mm -hmm. 
and my calendar showed that I had Friday off and I had oh, that Monday off. So it was like, I have to do it. The stars. I have no excuse. The moon, everything was lined up and all I had to do was pull the trigger mm-hmm. because I had been, I had been running in the in the trails all winter long. Mm-hmm. All this winter, I've been running in trails, mm-hmm. doing some serious. Because you look like you're down uh, a little bit of weight. Are you down some weight, Simon? I lost almost 10 pounds doing this challenge. And I, yeah, I'm down some weight. Oh, shoot, that makes me want to do the challenge. I when I did my 100, I gained seven. That's the difference between men and women. That's just simply not fair. <laughs> I ran 100 miles and gained seven. You ran 48 and lost 10. Something is very unfair about this dynamic, sire. It, it was because you're burning calories. Imagine this. You're running... 48 miles over 48 hours mm-hmm. with truthfully it's it's really less than four hours because mm-hmm. when you get through you've done it under an hour it took me probably 40 40 something minutes I saw to your, your uh your paces were really consistent oh thank you thank you i was trying to keep a pace somewhere between 10 and and 12. I needed to stay in so I can because mm-hmm. I knew how many miles I was going to be doing. So I wasn't trying to go out at a nine minute pace or eight thirty pace or right, something like that. Right. So I knew the wisdom in that from experience of doing ultra runs right. and marathons. So who did you, 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 how many other 313 runners did it? And did you run? I saw some pictures with Doug Williams. Um, aside from Doug Williams, did you run? your four mile loops with anyone doug williams was the main person we was motivating each other mm-hmm. at three something in the morning i would text him are you up mm-hmm. and he would say yes and then sometimes he would text me hey you ready to do this <laughs> and i would say yeah let's go absolutely okay and we would text each other like that to make sure and we rent me and him ran Saturday morning, we went to run Detroit because they automatically have an 8 o'clock run. Okay. But what we were trying to do is make sure we run right at 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So I had a couple of them where I ran at 8.01. And then what I did in another run, I started it at like 3.59 a minute before trying to even it out, starting at 4 o'clock. Ooh, that had to have been difficult logistically. I mean, not necessarily yes, the logistics it of it, but you had you only have four hours in between. So now you're getting in your car and you're driving someplace, and then you got to drive home. That cuts into your rest time and adds a little bit of stress to it. It was it was it was interesting. The I think the hardest part was trying to get sleep. Because your heart rate is up. Mm-hmm. You can't sleep when your heart rate is at 100 plus beats per minute. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when you get through, you it's, it was like you get through. When I was at home, I would get through. I would take my clothes, throw them in the dryer, throw a couple of extra bounce sheets in there because I wasn't trying to wash and dry and stuff. But we all have a a go-to outfit that we love to wear in the wintertime. And these mornings were 23 degrees. Ooh, I didn't think about that. And then by the 
afternoon, it was in the high 50s. It was like you was going from one wave to the other and you had to get your clothing, how much you was going to be wearing to get right because you wear a certain outfit for that winter day. Mm -hmm. So in the middle of the night at four in the morning, You you couldn't get warm, I bet. Yeah, my, I was I was always kind of cold. I, it, it takes me back to when I ran my hundred, and so some races, some some ultra, some hundreds will start in the evening, so that you're doing your nighttime hours while your body is still fresh, right? Right, right. So mine wasn't. Um, we started at six in the morning, so the nighttime hours were very difficult and towards the end right right and what i noticed and it was it was uh in the end of may when i did my race but what i noticed is that my internal thermostat stopped working so i was really unable to regulate my body heat so i was very cold even though it wasn't very cold outside right so i was hat and turtleneck and long sleeves and all of that because I just couldn't regulate my my body temperature. I would think the lack of sleep, like that second night, I would imagine you would have been really cold and almost unable to well, warm up. What what helped me out every time I got through, I would take a protein shake. Okay. After every four hours, Smart. I took a protein shake mm-hmm. and I would take heed. Mm-hmm. To keep that's me my from favorite. that's your favorite it too. Is it is so yeah. I took that because I knew at some point I was going to start cramping up. Mm-hmm. So I took the heat to get the different salts in me, and it and that was real smooth. Mm-hmm. And that I like the heat because it's a maltodextrin based carbohydrate, okay. which means that it's like it has a different uh, chain molecule than sugar. Sugar just tears my stomach up. It's right. going to give me the GI you know, hookup. It's going to give me the GI mess uh, I, up. I, I totally understand. And so I have to do, if I'm going to do a, a carbohydrate while I'm running, it has to be, do, it has to be maltodextrin right. as the carbohydrate form. Um, I, I can do a, you can, but that's so chalky. I'm, 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 I've, I've never um, tried the you can. Yeah, but that's the reason why you like the heat then because it's a nice carbohydrate. It doesn't mess with your GI tract the way that sugar-based um, carbohydrates will. Exactly. Um, so, Doug, and then obviously the 8 o'clock morning run, you ran with that group. And me and Doug, we met at 8 o'clock with that group on Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. We had already did our 12 o'clock midnight, our 4 a.m. Get to sleep. You probably sleep in an hour and a half mm-hmm. to two hours mostly. Mm-hmm. And so we ran the eight o'clock and then I went home. So hold on. Were you sleeping? Were you only sleeping at night or did you go take a nap even during oh, the day? Oh, during the day. I knew it. This whole, that whole 48 hours was straight focused on completing this thing. Okay. The, I think the, the one time um, my wife wanted to go over our in-laws house. Um, <laughs> Saturday. Were you like what? <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> we are went, we on the same page here, honey? <laughs> we went over my in-laws' house, 
And I called my sister-in-law and told her, look, at 8 o'clock, I have to do a run in your neighborhood. So you did go over to your in-laws. Yes. Good husband. I went over there. Tending to his marriage, even when he's on this epic journey. Yes. All right. And it was interesting. I ran basically in Southfield. Okay. I did a two mile out and two mile back. I I had changed clothes, put on my running clothes in their bathroom. Uh-huh. Bam, bam. And then at nine o'clock, because I said, can we watch it at nine o'clock? We went there to watch Coming Back to America too. Oh, Coming to America. I I had so much fun with that movie. I loved, Lucire, I loved that movie. I know a lot of people had some negative things to say. I don't hear, I love, did you enjoy it? Oh man, it was, it was good seeing all the old people uh, getting older. It's funny seeing everybody getting older in that movie. Oh my goodness. But I, I enjoyed it. Really well. It had a good storyline too. I thought it was adorable. Um, so that was the only period then that you didn't try to get any rest. Yeah. The, the, The hardest part was after that, after I ran, we watched that movie. I went home. I took a 20 minute nap. Mm-hmm. And it was time to go to the 12 o'clock midnight Sunday morning, Monday morning or Sunday morning. Okay. Because I did the eight o'clock. We watched the movie by the time I drove from Southfield. So you did that one by yourself. You're just at home. You did that for miles and then to, it takes you to 4 a.m. Yeah. It takes you to, you go, go back home after the, after that 12 a.m. run, throw my clothes in the, in the dryer again with a couple extra bounce seats <laughs> and then you then you take a shower then you go to no, sleep no woman is doing that i'm, I'm just just gonna you, just gonna set that there you <laughs> there's go, so many there's so many women right now who are rolling their eyes <laughs> like this is not how we do this <laughs> but we didn't run the four by four by 48 challenge so we're thinking this in our minds but but in I our minds, you, we are just... This is how a woman would have did it. They would have had 12 separate outfits <laughs> laid out. And this outfit first, this outfit second, this outfit third. So but, I think I would have... I don't... I, I would have worn... I don't think I would have rested during the day. So I would have run and then chilled and then gone out and run in the same thing again and then you know chilled. What? And you would have you would have been tired. Of course, though you're going to be tired no matter you what. You would have been mentally I'm, I'm telling you, the thought of when you get through running and by the time you settle down and you're always looking at a clock and you're like I got to run in 2 hours again it kept coming up real fast. The time uh-huh. between each one. And it's so much fast. easier to drive somebody else's car. <laughs> it's like, right? I mean, so so I'm sitting here saying what I would have done, but maybe when I would have thought it through. I mean, it's just like, just like the 100. I, I, I read, in order to get through that race, I prepared by reading um, many, many, many DNF race reports. Okay. I didn't read the successes. I read the DNFs. Wow. And I wanted to figure out, you know, the what people, they did wrong. What did they do wrong? <laughs> what did they say? I, this was the mistake that I made. So I could tend to, I'm not going to do that. Okay. Right. So me saying what I would have done is 
pretty stupid anyway. <laughs> I mean, because I didn't do it. And right? it was last minute preparation for me. It's not like I really realize exactly what I was going to be doing sure. and until you jump in it and you commit it and you like, oh, this is way different than I thought. I was so you be. and Doug were texting. Was there anyone else who you were texting with? How many other 313 guys did it? And was there anyone else who you were texting with? I don't know any 313 guys that had, had done it. Even um, the guy who posted it? Um, he didn't do it? Wait, who? In the 313? I oh, did, don't I have my groups wrong? I'm sorry. Or was it Black Men Run? Black Men Run. Who, who posted it originally and was like, this weekend? One of the guys, he was doing it, but he had caught a, some blisters and he had to come out of it. Okay. That's what happened there. Right, that That's was one what, of the DNF yeah. things. That was it, yeah. To now, I'm a professional mm -hmm. with blisters. I don't get blisters because mm -hmm. I've learned about shea butter. Mm -hmm. I take shea butter, I mm -hmm. put it around all my foot, mm -hmm. I put it in between all my toes, mm -hmm. and then I roll my socks up. Mm -hmm. I can run as long as I want. My my toes are rubbing together and they're going slish, 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 slish. Mm -hmm. They are sliding across. They're not rubbing and burning across each mm -hmm. other. That's how you get the blisters. Mm -hmm. Or they're not rubbing against the side of the shoe because I got shea butter all over my feet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I got nice, moist feet. I learned <laughs> I'm that. I'm going to stay away from that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. We're going we're gonna to move on. <laughs> all right. So you talked about your wife and she said, let's go to the in-laws. We're going to do this family thing. I know you got your thing, sire, but this is the agreement that we have here, right? So you can, you can do your running and we have all of this stuff. She's, she's very generous with you compared to what I hear of a lot of other married men. So you guys managed to make this work. Yeah. My, but, my wife deal with a lot of crap from me concerning running. Did runner. you talk to her about it? beforehand did you tell her honey what was that conversation i just told her um i just gotta do a run when we get over there no like you didn't tell her okay the weekend that i have this friday off i'm gonna do this thing and every four hours i'm gonna run four miles and then i'm gonna go to sleep and I'm going to be taking my dirty clothes off and I'm going to be not washing them, but just throwing them in the dryer with some extra bounce sheets. Did you like, like there's gotta be a conversation with the wifey. No, no, she no. just, she just. When I go running, she just say, go ahead. <laughs> she know how I am. When I'm, when I'm, when my mind set to run, it's like, you can't stop me, you know, so. I just she go for a run. She, she yeah, she does. I got a, she's she very, I got a very understanding wife and she, she puts up with a lot of mess in my running because I just be running and running and I, I have to slow down when I, when I mean, we, you had to get up out of bed at four in the morning Yes, and at, at, at midnight you had to, you had to, honey, I I'm up and going for a run. You well, had she, to have told her well, about I told this. her I was going to be Because otherwise, you take a married man who gets out of bed at midnight to go for a run, I use air quotes, <laughs> right? This is not flying very well. So certainly you must have. Yeah. I told her what the what okay. the situation was okay. as far as the challenge. She, okay. un she understood. Okay. 
uh, completely that every four hours I was going to be doing something crazy. Okay. And it was just when I came home, you knew you knew I was running because I was I was a hot mess. Okay. You know, I come home just sweating and can't wait to, you know, get comfortable again. Right. And right. grab my my um, protein drink. protein drinks and heat and try to get my heart rate down. Yeah. And, yeah. What did uh, you do to get your heart rate down? Anything oh, you just said, you said, it's like when you first get in the house, mm-hmm. you tired. Your whole mindset is, I got to do it again. Every time your mind is like, okay, I got to do this in a, less than three hours. Mm-hmm. And you're saying to yourself, okay, what do I got to do now? Okay, let me go in the basement. Did you ever think about stopping? My, I went in a dark place in my head on the 10th one. It was the 10th time I was hitting mile 40 mm-hmm. and I was running through Rouge Park mm-hmm. and my legs all of a sudden got real heavy mm-hmm. and I was feeling very fatigued. Mm-hmm. It's like that end part of a marathon and you like very fatigued and you saying to yourself, why am I doing mile this? Mile 20 mile 20 like you still you still have a ways to go yes and yeah Yeah. so in my head i'm like okay this is mile 40 i still gotta do this two more times Mm -hmm. and i feel really like really down and i don't want to do it no more something's telling me man stop you ain't gotta finish this Mm -hmm. you don't have to finish this thing Mm -hmm. and then i seen a I seen a bee's nest. Mm-hmm. It was one of them paper hornet's nests. Uh-huh. It's very different than a bee. I'm just going to tell right, you. It's a right. Former bee keeper, <laughs> right? There's a big, huge hornets. Those are Satan bees. Those are <laughs> angels. Those are our pollinators. You can't, you know, you can't. And, okay. I well, that's what I seen. Going. I seen that. Mm-hmm. And when I seen that old paper just hanging in its tree above my head. I, I took my phone out and I took a picture mm-hmm. of it. And I said to myself, you know what? Those the, those hornets have to keep working over and over to the end. To, they got to work to the end. Mm-hmm. One thing about bees, they don't like take, they don't stop to, you know, say, okay, let's have a, let's have a break. Bees don't, but wasps do. Just saying. <laughs> well, that's what I saw. So I did. There are there are people in this world, Lou, who um, who always are eternal optimists, and all of us have all of us have symbols around us. All of us have signs around us. All of us could look at something and say, "I'm going to use this thing as my motivation." Right. So. When we go deep and we dig deep and we look at who we are in the crux of a moment, are we the person who looks at a wasp nest and goes, there's my motivation? Or are you a person who looks at a wasp's nest and you just simply look past it and you just look at how in pain you are, you don't notice or what you can look at wasps the way I look at wasps. These things are horrible, you know, but you made the the most of it in the best of it because it is reflective. I and mean, that's what everybody loves about you is, is the way that you do that. 
So, um, we, you know, I, I, I think for those of us who are endurance athletes, um, you can look for any reason to stop and you can look for any reason as motivation to keep going. It's a choice that we have. And then of course, that's this metaphor in life too, right? We, every single one of us hits that place where we just think, how can I do this? Like, how difficult is this? And we have COVID and we have regular sickness and, you know, like all of that. So the fact that you took motivation (laughs) from a wasp nest is powerful. It's powerful. So that's good stuff. Thank you. All right. So you looked at that and you were like, hocus pocus, there's my motivation. Legs are lighter. I finished strong. And that's what happened. That's what happened. I finally, I finished that particular number 10. Okay. I had two more left to do. So the number 11, when I went out the 11th time, my energy level was way up. This was four o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. Beautiful afternoon. Beautiful afternoon. I only had one shirt on and I didn't have to wear, I was wearing Knox gear, okay, and a headlamp at night. Okay, Mm. that's what I had on at night. So that was always feeling a little clocky, heavier than feeling kind of weird wearing that. So I had took some dates. I had ate some dates Mm -hmm. and these dates, the sugar and the date Mm -hmm. for that 11th one. I was just, when I was running, I was in the middle of the run. I remember saying to myself, man, I feel good in this run. Yeah. I feel good. I feel good. So, so I, good. <laughs> so I would got when I and plus in my head mentally, I believe I was also the energy level was saying, man, you only got one more after this one. When you're when I was in that eleventh run, it's like I got one more time and I'm running it with a friend because mm-hmm. we, we're gonna run at together at eight o'clock. The last mm-hmm. one is at eight o'clock and that's going to make 48, mm-hmm. 48 miles. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting for that particular one. Okay. Um, what did you think? All right. So you see the four by four by 48 or 40, four by four, 48, whatever it's called. Four by four by 48. Four by four by 48. Okay. So you see this and you're like, I'm going to do it. So you must have gone into it with some expectations of something. I don't know what the something is. What is the something? Expectations that you were going to grow, you were going to learn, it was going to be hard, you were going to prove your toughness. You were, what were your, like you went into it thinking what? I went in there thinking I can do this. Mm-hmm. I've never done something like this before. But you've done a 50. I would do a a 50 straight up is way more easier than doing a 50 time every four hours on the hour and you breaking it down and you taking 48 hours to do 50 when you can do it in six hours or seven hours 
Well, no, a fifty. You talking about fifty k? No, no, no. You've done you've done a fifty miler. No, right? I've done the fifty k. Oh, I thought you did a fifty miler. No, I've I've never done a fifty miler. This is the longest you've ever. This run. is the longest I've ever run. That's what was the key. Was like I'm about to break Shut me the a front door. I thought <laughs> you had run a 50 miler before I've never, i swear i thought that you ran uh in, in south africa i did a a 55k which was 35 miles oh but i've never so went that record PR yes distance. yes okay in an event okay so you you let's go back to my original question then you thought this is what, this is what's gonna, what did you anticipate? And I anticipated it was going to take me to the next level in discipline. Yeah. This literally, I needed something for discipline. I've been trying to lose weight and I've been going kind of up and down. I needed something that's going to give me a, a hardcore discipline that's going to be Harder than what I can do on my own, but because I put myself out there, and usually if I put myself and I tell you I'm gonna do something, you're gonna do it. If I don't tell you I'm not, I'm gonna do it. I might not do it, mm -hmm. but if I put my word and told everybody I'm gonna do mm -hmm. something, mm -hmm. it's done. Mm -hmm. It's done because I don't want to. I don't want to um, be a, a man not of my word. I know that's right. So. Okay, so you you proved uh I'm kind of go back to something that you had said like this aspect of you wanted to prove to you you didn't say I wanted to prove myself that, to, that I could do it I wish I, I wish we could record go back um you didn't train for it though I mean you've been training for it I've just been running right my brain say at this, I can, you'll still get a rest in between. You'll be able to fuel. The tr the key to this thing was the fuel. Mm. If I didn't fuel correctly, it would jack me up. If mm. I ate real heavy or did something real crazy, it would jack me up. But I figured that the heat and the protein mm -hmm. was going to get me each time to replenish my legs back. What did you learn about yourself? So you had what you kind of anticipated you would get out of it. What did you learn about yourself? I learned that I will keep going to the end. I've already known that. I was just about to ask you. I've already known that, but the thing in life as we get older is challenging ourselves. And I like to challenge myself and I can't challenge myself doing something that I've done before. I need to do something that I've never done before and take myself there. So what's next? That's a good question. What is next? A 50 miler would be next. Straight. I've never ran a 50 miler straight without the three hours in between. Mm-hmm. Do you have that as a goal then to do this year? Just to look for an in-person 50 miler this year? I would like to do the 
not the hallucination. That's the hundred miler, but the other one that they have, I forget the name of it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's still the it's still the the uh, the same the same Woodstock. Woodstock. yeah Woodstock. That's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. I, I've heard that's a good fifty miler for a person to attempt to do. It's a really it's a really really wonderful course, and it's really well supported and um and it's not i mean it's rigorous but it's not like crazy rigorous it'd be a great one and and in my experience for you to do okay battery there um and i anticipate that they're going to have it this year i think with the vaccine i i just see events happening i really do yeah especially that time of year and it's a trail run and you know it's i'm i'm seeing them happen i'm seeing trail races happen michigan is is a little stricter than other places but we're also you know we're we're in the top uh 10 states in terms of our vaccination rates so um good yeah you got it you got it um Will it be proof? Will will this? Do you think and do you anticipate that there'll be this evolution to where you aren't proving yourself? You're just having a good time. Like it doesn't doesn't root itself in this in this um, thing of what I'm proving to myself. I think I'm through seriously proving myself. I've been having a good time. The Challenges are difficult, of course, mm-hmm. or they wouldn't be challenges. Mm-hmm. But I had a lot of fun doing it, mm-hmm. and the way the way I did it was real smart by putting friends in certain parts of the run with mm-hmm. me. That that made it really good for that particular challenge. Mm-hmm. But the challenges now, after doing. My first half Ironman mm-hmm. without a lot of training, mm-hmm. but completing it and seeing I beat a lot of people doing it. Well, you just stay trained. It, it's just you're talking about not doing something specific, but you exactly, stay exactly not doing a mm-hmm. what are a they training plan. a training plan? Mm-hmm. Exactly, I'm not a training plan kind of guy. Kinda. Right, right. I, I, but I do understand fatigue. Accumulative fatigue on the on the body. Okay, so just yes or no? Do you see? I think I know the answer to this question. Do you see a full Ironman in your future? Just, I would just yes or no. I would love to do a full Ironman, but the time it takes to train for it interferes with my family life. Okay. Okay. And that's the only reason I think I won't. Do Sounds it. like you're not ruling it out, but but there is it isn't it isn't in the near future. I don't see it too close. Okay, so then that is probably going to be a similar answer to my next one, which is hundred miler. Oh man, I would love to do the hundred miler, and I I interviewed Cindy. On the 100 mile, she did the 100 mile, and I would love to train being sleepy in the dark and stuff like that, but that, again, will interfere a lot 
with my family life because it takes a lot of time to me seem like I would I would posit that it doesn't take much more time than training for a marathon. Okay. It's just a different distance and it's just a different weekend and it's a different fatigue on your body. But but um I I I had a little bit more time on my long runs and um that was it. But what was your longest long run? I did a marathon and then I turned back around and I I ran in with someone else. So I did the 26 and I went and got her and she was five miles back. So you did so about 50K? Uh, well, so it would have been like 36, 36 miles total. Miles. Okay. But um, I, I, I could have, I could, that wasn't needed. I didn't need anything more. And most people... Most hundred milers don't need anything more than a marathon as their training. Nobody's that the majority of hundred milers in terms of their finish. If you're talking about just going out and having a good time with it, right? Are you have just just a little bit more training volume than a mar than marathon training? It's just a harder weekend. <laughs> That's it. So I, I. How did you manage your your fueling for that? They have fueling stations, I'm, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, you stop at the aid station okay. and you eat what your body tells you it wants. And you, um, you you make sure that you stay focused on hydration. That's your biggest thing. And I, I used heat. I was in Canada. So heat is a Canadian. They don't do Gatorade there. So that okay. was when I, I first tried heat. So I just made sure I kept hydrated with heat and water. And then... Just ate. I used uh, uh, Ezekiel bread to fuel probably the first like seventy miles. I used Ezekiel bread. Ezekiel bread. Okay. And then after that, the Ezekiel bread tasted like sawdust. And I've <laughs> never, serious? I've never eaten a piece of Ezekiel bread again after about mile seventy. Whatever it was, it I've never had it again. <laughs> but it did what it needed to do for me. Um, that's good. You know, everything hurts. Okay. So, so do you hurt? Is there anything sore on you? I actually feel very good, which mm -hmm. is very interesting because it was over with eight o'clock Sunday. And then it felt so good getting a full night sleep. Mm -hmm. Welcome to being a mother with a newborn baby. That is what. <laughs> Every new mom experiences for months on end. Oh my goodness! Mm -hmm. oh, I got more respect for moms. <laughs> so the next day, which was Monday, I had off work, mm -hmm. and I was—that's I, the main reason I—I I, one of the reasons I did it because I knew I would have a good rest day afterwards. Okay. So I was able to rest but I, my legs everything felt a little sore but it wasn't that bad mm -hmm. you know i didn't have that marathon you know walk that you have at <laughs> for marathon sometimes so i went to rural oak and i went to the went and ran with running for brews i saw that you did that and now my time was was in the nines. I was running real good. I saw that you, I didn't see that part, but I saw that you did that. And I was like, 
he just did the Goggins challenge and he's out there running already for fun and my goodness gracious it was it, I was just drawn to go out there and do a shakeout run shakeout <laughs> and then yesterday I went to downtown just so happened Detroit downtown runners and walkers posted they're gonna run yesterday oh. so I had to go there and I did four miles on the Dequinder cut okay uh next question what was the most beautiful part of it the most beautiful part was running down the river walk the river walk is my favorite I can walk, run down the river walk, eight o'clock in the morning, see the sun rising, and it it looks so beautiful. Hardly nobody's on the river walk, just me and Doug Williams, and I had a nice energy. And if you go back into my post, you'll see this one video where I'm, me and Doug is just going at it. We getting mm -hmm. it. We had a nine something pace. We feeling good, and we saying, "Hey, we at mile thirty six. And we, we, you know, we were putting it down. So at this point, this is the furthest that both of you had ever run yes, before. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. yes. We were there, and it was it felt real good. Nice. All right. What was the hardest part? The hardest part was was when I was in that ten, when I was feeling down, legs were heavy. And I was, I was in my head wanting to quit. And and one time at three something in the morning, I woke up at at three, I believe it was, and I was like, man, I don't want to be up right now. I want to be sleeping. Especially because it's cold. You got to get out of the water. Yeah. Go out you got to go out. You're looking at the temperature. It's 23 degrees outside. Mm. Like, oh man, I got to get out here. And you just go out there and. Your hands are cold. My hands were cold this one run, but it kind of woke me up and I just gritted through it. You just got to have a certain grit about doing these things. There's a grit that you just got to go, no matter what, just like, okay, let's just do it. Let's just do it. You got to grit yourself through it mm -hmm. and you go. And then it's it's the funniest thing though, when you right near the end, it's the, it's like the last block or two. You feel this energy. You feel good because you're almost back mm -hmm. and your pace is faster and you're like, okay, I'm almost home. I'm almost home. You can't wait to get home. And then sometimes you look at your watch. You got to run a little bit past your house to get the oh, full. No! <laughs> oh, no. You got to get the full four miles. Oh, so sometimes you get the thought of that. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. I did I did a I did four be um map my run where you make your own routes i see this is what i think i would have been tempted to do just do like 4.1 every and then by the end i've got my 50 without ever having done anything that you know just just a point one every single time right right but it, it it always I had I had made four routes on Map My Run. You can go there and make a route okay. in wh wherever you want to. So I made these four routes in my neighborhood as okay. I wanted to have it mixed up different different routes. So yeah. I was following my routes on the um cell phone. Mm -hmm. 
And one of them, I got, went past my house and looked, and I was at, I was at 3.8 something. And I was mm-hmm. like, man, I got to run a whole nother, a little over a block. Mm-hmm. So I had to run all the way past my house, down mm-hmm. the street, get to the corner, turn around, and then run back toward my mm-hmm. house till it hits four point. Oh, man. Oh. That's it for the, for the computer there. <laughs> well. So I guess that's a wrap. The computer is telling us that, yeah. that our time has ended. <laughs> so thank you. I'm proud to be your friend. I am so proud to be your friend. Thank you for allowing me this time to interview you. And uh, oh, pleasure is mine. I'm glad you was able to do this. And man, I, just just talking about it, it, it all comes back. I had one part. It was four in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I hear some noise, and it was a skunk in front of me. And the skunk started running, and the skunk thought I was chasing it. Mm-mm. And I'm laughing inside myself. Mm-mm. I'm running down Plymouth, Mm-mm. and the you, skunk. You, you, is... Why would you laugh, Lucire? <laughs> you, you know what? I think that skunk. Listen, you already told me about putting your clothes in the dryer without washing them. That skunk was a female skunk and was like, ooh, let's go find a man. <laughs> That's what that skunk was doing. That oh, skunk my goodness. was all about the way that you were doing your laundry in this 48 hours. Man, oh that God. skunk was running and I was running and he- Nobody this, laughs at a skunk in and, the middle of the night. Everybody she, runs the other way, Lucire. You are crazy. So I'm running, the skunk running over to the side next to me a no, little bit. No. And I, Stop thinking I'm chasing it. I'm laughing like I'm not chasing your little stanky butt. (laughs) And the skunk got the tail in the air. No. Like you better not get close. You better not get close. No way. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, okay, this skunk is tripping. So the skunk kind of shimmies under a a fence to get away from me. That's divorce material right there. That skunk <laughs> sprayed you. If you would have walked in your house. Oh, my goodness. Goodness, Lucire. Uh, I would have had to go straight, find me some tomato juice and oh, wash up with it. Oh, my goodness. Because they say, what is it, Pepe Le Pew is canceled. So, oh, oh no. <laughs> thank you. All right. Well, thank you for interviewing me. I really appreciate it. You all out there and my listeners, I hope you all enjoyed the journey of 4x4x48. I'd like to tell you all to go as far as you can go. And when you get there, you can go a little further. And remember, God loves you and we do too. I was going to say, so do we. All right, you all take care. Mm-hmm.